We are live. Good afternoon. Lasses of the Lounge watching on the Facebook page. Lozomac here. If you're watching live, oh, this way, you will see the live red button at the top. Um, so please do comment, say hello and let us know you are here. We'll share any juicy dribbles on the screen. Um, if you don't see that red bar, you are not watching live, but please still do watch and ask any questions. And our guest and I today will come back and um, answer you. So we are here today with the awesome, wonderful, delicious <laughs> um, Lynn's Nicholson from Elva Bake. I say I didn't say brown, even though you'll always be Lynn's brown. Um, and just for those who might not have watched um, any of these before and don't know what's happening, we are um, writing a Northern Lass Lounge book. And these interviews each week are going to form the population of that book because these are the lasses who do. We are interviewing the lasses who are real lasses with real lives, real barriers, real hurdles, um, who are still getting up every day, blitzing their business. And we're about to hear a lovely fairy tale story of how Lynn Brown went from working in her own kitchen to now being sat in the car because what's too loud, Linz? What's too loud? <laughs> well, we were going to do this interview in the cafe, but all of a sudden we got a big influx of customers. So it got a bit loud. So I have to camp to the car. Who, in, who's in cafe, Sorry? Who, whose cafe? Oh, that would be mine. Mine. Yay! Um, I'm going to start by whacking up here a massive. She is awesome. Hi, Naomi. Hi, Sarah. Uh, Linz is awesome, and you're about to find out why. So, Linz, thank you for joining us today. We are thrilled to bits that you could um, come along and join us. So, thank you for taking refuge in your car. <laughs> Can you stop? <laughs> Can you start by telling um, telling everybody watching? Uh, why and how you decided to go about and start your own business uh, and what you did all about for those who who might be new to um Lynn's Brown Nicholson um well I'm Lindsay I'm a 40 something woman um who started the life off working in childcare. um I've also got a disabled child who is 14 severely autistic learning disability blah 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 and I've always worked in childcare, but he got very poorly one year and I had to close my business overnight and it couldn't reopen just with the side effects he was left with. Um, COVID then came along and I've always been a baker and obviously everyone was doing lots of baking during COVID. We were all like learning new skills and and I use COVID to hone lots of skills and I would do doorstop drop-offs to um, family and friends you know, people who were isolating and would get a bag of cake left at the door and I would just knock and run and a bit like, you know, knock your door ginger type thing. Um, and then later on, I would message them saying, did you get the cake? Knock, I've knock, door knock your door ginger. You know, when you, when you were a kid and you'd knock on the door and then run away. So people would answer I the door. Yeah, you... I thought you said ninja. Ginger. Oh, no. We call it knocky door ginger. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were a knocky door cake ninja, like ninja <laughs> dropping all the cakes. Well, cool. yeah, there's there's a new one. Um, and you were just these in your house. Yeah, baking in my house, and you know, filling the time, and and obviously, there's only so much baked goods and and cake you can eat. Um, so I would just 
fill the time with baking and then drop it off at different people's houses so they could eat it because otherwise you know the amount of baking I was doing I was going to end up you know I mean size for house is not an underestimation but um you know there was a lot of good community during COVID and a lot yeah. of community links and you know that whole I, I sort of missed that little element of COVID you know where we were all yeah. lovely to each other and you did things like that just because um, yeah I missed that too I thought yeah. it was going to be a, I thought it was going to be a tide turn for society and civilization, and unfortunately, in large quantities elsewhere, it didn't last unless yes. unless people are in your circle. So carry on, carry on. <laughs> um, so then, at the end of lockdown, you know, I couldn't go back to doing what I'd done before lockdown. And I needed to do something, you know, like a lot of people, mental health took a, a big dip and yeah. um, baking is definitely my outlet for creativity. It kept me busy. It kept my brain active. Um, you know, I have a neurodisability son for a reason. Um, so then a lot of friends had always for years telling me I needed to make this a business, um, but I didn't have the confidence. So anyway, long story short, I decided I was going to do it and my aim was just to sell a couple of bakes a week um, and then that was it and yeah and now here we are two and a half years later which I can't believe I'm quite saying that um, I've gone from a couple of bakes a week to now got I've got my own bakery cafe you and have indeed and we, we when I messaged to get you booked in for the for the interview you were saying how you might you've had your best turnover yeah day. and that day not week day that day that, day that you that you messaged we literally had the best day double from what we'd ever done and don't get me wrong we have been busy stored off people are just flocking through the doors constantly but that day you messaged we'd literally had a double day um where wow. we were all almost in tears just from how busy it was and then when we looked at the figures at the end of the day, I went, yeah, there was a reason we were so stressed because this is what we've taken. Yeah. And then the smiles on everybody's staff's face was like, oh, we were busy. We weren't, you know, because the self-doubt creeps in because, you know, Saturday staff especially, you know, they only work one day a week. So really they were only on day three. Um, yeah. And we were slammed, you know. So, yeah. Amazing. And I've just seen there for, for myself just how busy it was. They were just coming through the door. It was yes. brilliant but prior to this prior to opening these doors um how and not being the doorstop ninja how were you getting your bakes to people what were you doing so initially i've got an amazing friend who helped me set up my website and she helped me with my branding and and i had a you know a very definitive i wanted a definitive style um because very distinctive, very distinctive yeah and and there was again my thought process behind that was was very measured and thought through and and she was she anyway she unpicked it very very quickly and very very quickly we came up with the brand colors and the logo and and everything else that goes behind it and she set up my website so initially i was doing postal bakes with a couple of locals sort of thrown in the mix but i've got a very wide circle of friends nationwide from um i want to say social media to be fair and and our love of orlando our love of disney so my friends are throughout the whole country um so for the first you know couple of months i was just i couldn't keep up with demand but then with any new business as as a lot of people will find especially in the bakery world you have an initial demand 
and then it naturally peters off because you you're always going to be supported initially but that can't be sustained long term and luckily i had the foresight to see that was coming um i think i joined the lounge already by that point and again i saw an opportunity to sign up for a local market like a, a sort of a maker's market um so I, I literally started doing events um small events my first event was a, was appalling it was i baked for 10,000 and it was the hottest day of the year by like it was 40 degrees nobody was out my bakes all melted you know um but again i i think i've learned a lot about myself and i learned that i'm very very good at thinking on my feet and i'm very yeah. very adaptable um, so again, one of my little mantras when I speak about markets is um, doesn't matter how bad a market is, you can always learn something. Um, you'll always take something from a market. Um, so, you know, whether it's how you set the stall up or how quick it takes yeah. a stall up or, or, you know, meeting another trader that you click with. And um, yeah, and I, I met some amazing traders on my very first event who are now my best friends. Um, yeah. And, you know, Jojo now works in the cafe at the weekend and Sarah's my best friend and yeah. There was on tuning you on as ever. Hello Sarah. Super Saturday, she said it was called. Brilliant. <laughs> um so then I, I started, I was lucky to get a spot at a monthly market from an, another event organizer. And then I've slowly built up from there. Um within nine months, I was attending food festivals. Again, I, I somebody else mentioned this just last week in the cafe that they couldn't get into events because I was always there and they were baking. <laughs> you know? It's like, yeah, you're right. Because once you get into an event as a baker, you're in an event until you stop yeah, doing them. Yeah. Um, so I started doing the food festivals and then, you know, getting bigger and bigger events as slowly as time went on um, to the point when I was then doing two events on a weekend and, you know, having part-time staff occasionally. Um, and then I always call it my ADHD brain when it came in. I saw somebody was had the cafe up for, not for sale, but they needed out of their lease. And, um, yeah, my ADHD brain definitely kicked in on that point because I went down and viewed it on the Thursday and I signed the lease on the following Wednesday and I got the keys two weeks later and then we opened two weeks after that well so, yeah incredible and I'm, I'm going to come back to that shortly but um it's just amazing you've gone back there to your branding because it certainly stands out now on the on the high street 100% yeah. like there uh, Mirren took a picture that she shared with with us when she came the other day. Mirren's one of our other lounge legends and our branding queen. Um, and it just in amongst the grey, there you are. And I think it just it, it it's a complete bricks and mortar representation of, of the person that you are, which I think is just gorgeous. Um, because I think that's a lot of what business is, isn't it? I think the su most successful businesses is where the people have put themselves into it you know, yeah. use who they are and what they know to put themselves out there. And you're definitely doing that. But um, what you said, you, you said there about confidence, what if any other barriers, either personal or big business barriers, did you have, like setting all of this up and going forward? I mean, because what you have done in two and a half years is phenomenal. And you're resilient, it must be off the charts. But what, what, what did you have to be keep with being resilient in the face of? 
So amazing dishwasher. Um, I think what pe- a lot of people don't realize about me is I actually have severe anxiety um, in all forms um, to the point where it, it really held me back. And I always knew I had anxiety, but I hadn't actually comprehended how much it held me back um, because in my head, everybody felt that way. Um, so there would be days I would be stood on a market and I'd have a smile plastered on my face and I would laugh and I would joke. But inside I would be not just in knots, but I would want to burst into tears. And there was times on a market where I would turn my back and I would have a few tears and I would give myself a shake and and I would crack on. Um, and I don't think people see that. One or two people would. Um, I've got a couple of market friends who would just look at me and go, do you need a hug? Do you, do you not need a hug? And I would go, don't give me a hug. And I always joke with everybody, if I'm feeling a bit emotional, don't don't be nice. Yeah. And all, like, my Same. son's professionals know that they're not allowed to be nice at all. They just have to pretend they don't see it. And then at some point they'll just go, are we good? And I'll go, yeah, we're good. We're good. Yeah. Because if you're nice, then it, I want to say it gives me permission to break down. Mm-hmm. And then there's the situations when I, I can't break down because I have to do that market stall. I have to attend that meeting for my son. I have to advocate for him, for example. So, yeah, I think that's, for me, it's the bit that people don't see. They see the bubbly or the the happy-go-lucky or the, the person at events that, you know, like networking yeah. events. And I'm smiling and I, and I try and talk to everybody and... And actually, they don't realise that the effort behind that is so big that I will then be almost bedbound for two days because the social, um, well, I can't anxiety. remember what the word is. Yeah, the social anxiety, but the the effort, the masking that I yeah. do, the absolute masking that I do to be this, woohoo, I'm, you know, it's amazing, we're having a great time, blah, 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 blah. And then I literally have a, I call it a social hangover. And I have a social hangover for one or two days. And it's probably the reason I don't drink very much at all. Once or twice a year, I'll have a couple of drinks because the social hangover is bigger than an alcohol hangover. Yeah. Um, no, I get it. I get it. I have them too. I, I no. get that too. And, you know, I'm Lozomac and I go out about and do this, that and the other. But Lozomac is like, you know, it's me, but it's it is that effort to just keep going on and going through. And then we shut the door and uh, yeah. like, I was like, I'm, I'm going to go yeah. don't wake me up in the morning because that was a bright and bubbly person is who you want to be 24 yeah. 7 but actually it takes a lot of and a lot of effort because it, it is it is and it is an effort yeah but the, it is that masking that you i'm going to push through and i'm going to it's not working hard but yeah that effort to to be that yeah. energy it's a lot of extra yeah. energy, energy. um so why 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 because you could have just given up but you turn around you have a little cry you turn back around game face on and you carry on doing these markets you carry on doing that why why did you not give up i've always been taught throughout my whole life i'm very resilient i'm very yeah. resilient and people always look at that as a good thing but it, it's not always a good thing because to be resilient means you've gone through a lot of trauma 
to be able to overcome other things. Yeah. So I am very, very, very resilient and I'll always bounce back. And 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 I think due to previous traumas in, in my life, I've I've got those skills to bounce back. But baking and markets for me were me and me alone. Um, I'm a carer. I've got, you know, my son has very, very complex needs and very complex high needs. Um, so he's 14 and I've always been his mum and I've always been his advocate. And I'm the only, I'm not saying the only advocate, but I'm the only one who can advocate yeah. strongly for him. Um, yeah. That's a lot of... Um, I'm a different person. So um, the thing that professionals say about me is she knows her stuff. Yeah. She knows a lot of people. She, You can't catch her out. You, she knows what should be done. But that's because I've had to learn to be that person. I've had to use previous knowledge and bring that into personal life. And I'm always his mum and I'm his advocate. So markets and baking were about me being Lindsay um, and it was time out from being a carer and it was time in from being me it was time in for me being that bubbly happy chatty like social person the you know as a, a carer and as a, a mum with complex needs there's always something to do yeah. you don't very often get to sit down and have a chat and be yeah. you at all you just don't you, there's always an email to send there's always a phone call to send there's always a med to chase there's all there's always something and you know it's very rare you'll get a few months where there's not something to do in relation to caring for a child like mine yeah. so markets and baking were all about Lindsay time so, so as though I, if i give up I, I would lose me again and i would have nothing and and it the baking and markets gave me something to do yeah. that wasn't focused on being a carer. It was giving a, another part of my brain something to focus on. So it was keeping me busy. It was keeping my brain busy. It was giving me a creative outlet. It was giving me a social outlet. It, it honestly, it fires so many different parts of the brain that if I so gave it up, what would I put in its place to give well, something? And what would fill you up enough to then put out and give what you need to give mm. to your son and to your family and to everyone else? Because um, that's quite an important thing. I think I think a lot of people, because my past is working, it was teaching for, for children with autism and special yeah. educational needs and physical disabilities. Um, and I met a lot of parents who they only had the child yeah. in their life. That's all they had. Yeah. And they were just, they, there was nothing of them, so they had nothing else. And it was really hard for them sometimes mm -hmm. to then be able to put what their child needed because that's all they had focused on. They had no respite and they had no outlet. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there's a lot of people, and, and struggling financially, yeah. the talents they could have done in setting up their own business, but because they're so focused on on this this one area, which is, course you've got to be focused on your child but it was stopped them from having their own thing and that's in the long run 
that's not good because it's not healthy. That, that put and then they're not going to be able to be there properly for the son or the daughter or the other children anyway so um i think i hope people watching this who who are in that position are really really listening so they know that actually they can too and it's it's not just a financial importance no. it's a emotional physical mental well-being importance and that's what i think you, your your story is such a good advocate of um and i'm i'm why i'm so glad you're telling it Lynn. thank you um, no, no. I think the whole COVID, and obviously Ben was very poorly for a while before yeah. COVID, but for the first time ever in my life from the age of 13, I didn't work for two years with the combination of Ben being poorly and COVID. And I can honestly say that was the biggest decline in my mental health, the biggest. And it took a long time to come out of that mental decline because actually all I had to focus on was the negative or the the nitpicking or the oh that person's not doing their job and then it would eat me up and churn me up and and then once you get into a cycle of negative thoughts it's very hard to get out of a cycle of negative thoughts so by being occupied by yeah. doing something by having something to get up and right I'm going to make those scones for Nelly down the road then it yes it takes 20 minutes but at least you've got a focus of yeah right and shopping I need to put the oven on I need to make those scones then I need to go and drop them off and then I'll have a little chat and and then you know and it's not just about making scones anymore it's about yeah. having purpose in life and and doing something else and I, do, I think that's a big thing for me that even my son's team recognize like they'll always know when I'm not working because they'll know they'll get 10,000 emails about chasing up the things that they haven't done and they're going yeah you're not working this week are you Lindsay and we joke about it now yeah. we totally joke about it going they didn't question the cafe when I told them we've got no respite we've got no school but Lindsay's having a cafe and they're like yeah because we know you need to keep busy yeah for absolutely my yeah absolutely I get that and um yeah, coming out here, I was like Brett's wife and Seth and Eliza's mum, lounge yeah. legend, somewhat disconnected, which is another reason for these chats. So I can catch up with you all because I can't yes. come to all the meetings, FOMO. Um, and then I got offered the job, which which is just mine. And yes. it, it just makes such a difference just to have something for yourself. So I completely get that. And I, I know loads of people watching and when they read the book, we'll get that too. So that brings us back to the lounge. Um, the lounge, Next Level Lounge, like what is it done for you? What impact has that had on you? And I just want to come back to the opening of your shop because you got the keys and then two weeks later you opened with this beautiful branded uh, <laughs> cafe. Where did a lot of your helpers come from? Oh Getting my god, they came, they came from the lounge that I honestly, had. Right. Honestly, I had people <laughs> turn up and I'm going, I don't know you to help paint. And then she go, Oh, I'm so so from the lounge. And I'm like, Oh yes, I do know you. But genuinely, you had people that you hadn't met from the Northern Last Lounge turning up to help you paint your cafe. And I honestly I Brett was like, What's the matter? I was like they're just they're all turning up for Lynn's and he's like who's Lynn's I was like Lynn's who makes really nice cakes he's like I can't understand what you're saying I was like it's just good how amazing is that oh that that those two weeks where I was just painting solidly and I mean I didn't think it would take two weeks to paint I'd give myself five days 
and then we realized everything needed three coats it needed greasing it need you know it needed so much more quite a, quite a color to like get right <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah and it's still being painted now i have somebody a friend of mine who has a set of keys and she'll just randomly let herself in on a night time because she's a night owl and i'll come back and there's another bit painted um but that that the lounge oh god i can't even explain how much help the lasses from the lounge were like the lounge is a community and i've always loved the lounge i've always loved not just for the help yeah, right. oh, haven't you? oh yeah pretty much um but they blow me away with how much support they give to people they've not met and you know people can say that and it's like a throwaway comment but when you've been on the receiving end of the what do you know of, of people coming literally turning up people were randomly just opening the door and walking in you know with their scruffy clothes on saying have you got a paintbrush and I'm going oh who are you oh I'm so oh yes I do know you and I did recognize names but obviously when it's on social media you don't always see faces or you don't always oh, link yeah, faces yeah. and you have a new best friend that you've been talking to for years that that's a different story um <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about um yeah the lounge is just amazing yeah. just that but that and rocking up with paintbrushes and, and clothes what what would, would you would you be in I this cafe without the lounge without shadow that... i would not be here i would i would not be here like actually not here physically um my cafe wouldn't be here like it's life-changing that sense of community and what the lounge I've always been part of a community that's without realizing from growing up doing um community theater I was a massive part of our community theater you know I was on stage and then I realized yeah I like stage but actually it's I like yeah from the age of about 13 musicals everything everything but then they got yeah, I didn't I stopped enjoying I guess the anxiety kicked in more so I stopped enjoying being on stage and then yeah I was known for I was jack of all trades so there was one night I started the night off in the box office selling tickets then I ran up the stairs and did the follow spot for I think it was Panto um and then in the interval I, I ran down the stairs and I was behind the bar serving drinks and the interval ended and I ran back up the stairs to do follow spot and then after the show, I was in the kitchen making cast supper, you know, but that oh, sense of family, that sense of family and being part of being part of a community. And I think if you don't have a community of people that you can just turn up somewhere random and like basically you could turn up in your dressing gown and slippers on a seven o'clock on a Saturday night in a pub and it doesn't matter. It's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Do you want a drink? And it, it's that sense of family that aren't your family that they either know you're not having a good day or they know you're having a, an amazing day or then it, unless you've experienced commu a proper community, you don't know what you're missing. And when I had Ben, um, I lost my sense of community because, you know, as you know, I didn't have a, he didn't go to mainstream school. Yeah. So you, you don't have, have that community. And the, yeah. Um, so I, for a lot of years, didn't have a community that I could say, yes, I belong to that community and they are mine. They are, 
you know. And then I found the lounge and very, very, I want to say slowly, but I would probably say very quickly, I realized that you guys were my were my family, my community. You are, you know, if I've got an issue, I'm like, who do I need to message? And there's always somebody that I will know to message that person. You know, I've I've messaged Ruth for different things. I've messaged Kylie for different things. Sarah's in my inbox all the time and on the phone. And there's different people, different aspects yeah. of my life. And and that's what a community is. You know who you need to go to to support you with the best way that you need it. Yeah. Oh well, I'm glad. I'm glad you are. Uh, you're a part of our community. You're like the. You're the cake to our cuppers. You're the cake <laughs> to our cuppers in your mint. Um, and it's just incredible what you've achieved because because you've done that. Like we're yeah. here. We've got your back. We've got everything. But you're the one that's done it. You're the one that's gone to the markets and grafted and then seen an opportunity and gone with it. I mean, a market's off the table now, or, or now you've got the cafe. Um, or well, Oliver Bake will still be doing events. Um, I probably won't be attending them. Um, Ooh, to be it, will be, it will be staff, you know. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, you. Like, Eliver Bake will be at Living North, for example, next week. Um, but I have somebody who will be selling my stuff, but I will be the one baking it behind the scenes um, because, like, the cafe is my baby. Um, yeah. So I'll never leave my baby alone, you know. Um, yeah. it's always my baby um, but yeah no I still need to do events because that's where I started and that's where people expect to see me as well and yeah. and that's where my bigger bigger community sees me so yeah amazing that's really good and you know if you've never tried Lindsay's cakes you have to because they are phenomenal like I got major brownie points for my 40th when I took them into work they were like just incredible and when i'm back i will be hitting up that cafe and we'll be having selfies galore and i'll be eating everything i won't care um so what tips so if anyone like you is watching who who has the social anxiety and who has the dependence in the same way that you have the way ben uh, depends on you and um these aspirations of wanting to do something but not knowing if you can and feeling like they haven't got what's your biggest tip for them Linz? oh don't think about it. It might be for them to watch and say, oh, well, it's all right, you've got your cafe, you've grafted, you've started from your physical kitchen, and two and a half right. years later, you're in your cafe. Yeah. February, March of 2021 was when I registered. And here we are in October 2023. And if I say the cafe was never part of the plan, ever, just no, no it wasn't. So my biggest thing, and I always, I joke about it, but the cafe was born out of an ADHD brain fart. Um, <laughs> absolutely. I saw it, didn't think about it, and just did it. And it's the not thinking about it. And I will say I am on anxiety meds. I'm not on anxiety meds yeah. for anxiety. <laughs> believe it or not they wanted to put me on I was like no but then I had a bad accident last year and I have quite severe shoulder pain and so I'm on these meds that happen to be an anxiety med but they're actually a quite a strong painkiller and then okay. I started taking the painkiller and I was like oh hold on is this what normal feels like is this what being anxiety free feels like and the difference is phenomenal 
So if you do suffer from anxiety, think about meds. Think about meds. I've done CBT. That helps me. So I've got a lot of coping strategies. Um, I would now not come off these meds because they are amazing. Right. The calmness, the inner calmness that I have now matches what my face says. <laughs> my inner turmoil doesn't 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 affect me as much. Now I can go, oh, I feel a bit anxious. <laughs> All right then. And I took off and I can bat that's good those things away. Um but I now I don't so think about it. Help. So ask for the that. help that you need. So yeah. it would be to ask for the help to do it. So you can do it, but you might need some help. So don't be afraid, get the Absolutely. help. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like get the help. There's no stigma around anxiety or depression or anything. No, like I'm, I'm yeah, like get um, the help. But if you can do things without thinking about it, yeah. like if somebody presents an opportunity, say yes. Yes. Yeah. What's the best that can happen? Figure it out later. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I always, um, one of my young staff members said something to me the other day and he asked me a question about boba tea. And I went, oh, I don't know. I'll have to Google it. And he went, oh, I thought you were the be all knowledge of everything, boba. And I went, are you kidding? I know nothing. I just wing it and I make it up as I go along. Yeah. And he went, you wouldn't know it. You speak with, and I went, well, well, what what's the worst that can happen it's a drink like yeah there's nothing unless and again I, i've got another phrase i use with my youngsters when something goes wrong when something goes wrong and they start to panic i'll go has anybody died like genuinely yeah. has anybody died and they'll go uh no and i go well it doesn't matter because unless yeah. what you've done do is cause somebody to die it doesn't matter everything can be worked out and if you have Absolutely. that in the back of your head, like, don't even think what's the worst thing. It's, it is what's the best thing. It's, it's if you do nothing, then nothing will not happen. If you want, it's that phrase of if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. And do you know what? I didn't, I didn't really understand it until you start saying yes. And if you always yes. think... Um, you know, oh, I can't do that, or oh, I don't want to, you know, oh. if you're always thinking of the negative, then negative things will happen. It Absolutely. really will. Like, think it what will, because that's what you look, you look for. for. You don't look for the positives. Look, yeah, and I'm, I'm very much living with somebody who likes to always look at the negatives. I'm very much a don't think negative. Tell me what the other side of that. And he, you know, he's getting there. He'll flip it over and he'll start thinking positive because I'm like, we can all think negative. We really can. But if we all think negative, the world's going to be a like, oh, it's going to be horrible. Because that's what causes arguments, negativity. Like, yeah, working with kids, like I always say, if, if you tell a, a child they're a little, shh, they're going to be a little because that's your expectations. That's what you're expecting. If you tell them they're Absolutely. amazing, if you tell them they are phenomenal and you know they're going to be because that's what you expect them to be and tell them they're good tell them they're amazing right that, aren't they? and yeah they're like yeah i am that you know be positive and it 
if you can switch and if you can feel yourself being negative, just try it once. If you've got okay. 10 negative things, try and think of one positive, And then the next time, try and think of two. And and it takes work, but it does work. Yeah. I've got a cafe in two and a half years. It does. Well, I'm telling you that you're amazing. Um, Sarah says, totally agree. The Northern Last Lounge is the most supportive community. And Stacey says, great mindset. And it is mindset, isn't it? If you'd, if you'd, yeah. have, um, if you'd have stayed in bed two and a half years ago and not thought, right, well, I'll just put these cakes in the bin, you never know what might yeah. have happened. If you'd have thought, I'm not going to buy these cakes, then you wouldn't. You would have been here. Um, amazing. So I don't know if you've got an answer to this question because the last question that I like to ask on these interviews is because of the lounge and because of your growth and your business growth, what are you going to do now that you would never have dared do? But is the cafe mm. it or, or is there something else never. out there that you never um, do that you're now that you're now like right? Right, in my head, because my lease on the cafe is like Sorry, so in my head, um, I, nice. I don't have any big plans, but in my head, my lease is 18 months. I would like to say in 18 months, I'll have outgrown that premises. And I'll Ooh. move to something. Now, I'm not saying that will definitely happen, but, you know, the lease will be renewed in 18 months, or it may not be, and we may go somewhere else. Um, so, although I'm not a big massive forward planner i am very much a in the moment type of yeah. person um i have got a few things that have been mentioned to me opportunity wise already um but again until things are firmed up or whatever um but i'm open to i am open to doing new trying new brilliant yeah never say never and having that attitude to bravery, that's a daily attitude to have, isn't it? Being open to stuff and, yeah. and seeing what comes along. Absolutely mm -hmm. phenomenal. You're just phenomenal. I love you. You're great. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today, um, live from your car outside your wonderful cafe bakery. Um, I just think you're amazing. And we, we all just, we're all cheering you on and we all wish you all the success in the world that we know you're going to have because you more than deserve it. So keep on being you because you're amazing and thank you very much for joining us today so those of you oh, watching thank you. thank you for watching if you're watching on replay chuck some questions in um we'll both be back on looking to answer um but thank you and if any of this resonates with you do let us know um if you have any questions pop us a message because we're all here to help get your dreams coming true as well um thank you lynn's have a great afternoon stay safe with the weather and thank you, everybody, for watching. Bye-bye. Thank you.